This Water News with Steve Baker is supported by Clearwater and Filtration on Rough and Ready Highway, Grass Valley. Well, Steve, it's been a couple of weeks, so we're just going to catch up on some stuff here. Um, I heard that there was some official announcement about our upcoming wet season. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Forecasters at the Climate Prediction Center are saying that there is a 60% chance that another La Nina pattern has been identified and is forming. Uh, This is the same prediction that we actually received last year. And uh, for those who don't recall what La Nina is, it's a condition where you have cooler, shallow Pacific Ocean temperatures that exist in the equatorial areas of our planet. And that can impact us where, where we are here, right here in California. In some places, it can get really dry, like in Southern California and other places, very, very wet, like the Pacific Northwest. But, but also, you need to remember this, and that is that the correlation between how much rain and snow we receive in Northern California during La Nina is really not that significant. And the reason why is it also depends on the direction of atmospheric river storms, you know, the Pineapple Express storms. What direction are they blowing? Because if if that uh, if they're blowing up towards here, we'll re- actually receive water. And if they're, which ha- can happen, uh, if they are blowing up further north in Oregon and and and, uh, and Washington states, will receive that water. So uh, that's you know that's that's what we're up against right now. But bottom line is, it's been consistently hot and dry um, this year, and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. Um, Here's a big question. May not be able to answer it, but when will this drought end? Well, I mean, as you already know, those kind of projections are really hard to accurately predict, right? It's looking a bit dismal right now. But but really, um, there's even a more pressing question, believe it or not. When it does end, when the drought does end, how will we prepare for the next one? It's not going to go away. Our current situation is is viewed as a mega drought. I don't know if you've heard or heard or read about that. And the reason why is uh, we haven't seen a drought like this in at least 400 years. Okay, this is very we're living through a very significant time right now. Now, what's so tricky is is this illusion that happens every so often when suddenly we're in this drought, you know, one year after another, and then kaboom, we end up with a wet season like we did in 2017, 2019. That was good, too. Then people go back to their normal ways, thinking that, oh, yeah, the drought's over. Well, the drought's not, drought was not over. That You just had this intermittent uh, intermission from your drought. It's actually still here. Uh, we are in a 20-plus year prolonged dry period right now, and it's likely indicating that there's a trend going on, and that trend is as a result of climate change. So it's time that we also change our thinking around this whole thing. Okay, so what are you suggesting? (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm suggesting adaptation. We are now recognizing that we need to live with less water. I, I think that's pretty obvious to most people. In the, in the big picture, our reservoirs, they aren't filling up as history has shown. In fact, even our local NID uh, is experiencing that in their higher reservoirs that store water and deliver it to Scotts Flat and other places. So this is just becoming a sign of the time. It's just the way it, it is. And then our groundwater wells in the foothills, that's also a big question mark. You know, I've studied these conditions, and I do have an intuition about our groundwater supplies. We in Northern California have had really resilient groundwater wells. And the reason why is we've not had any extended decadal 
drought conditions. But then when you think about more people living in the foothill regions of the Sierras, and then you realize that, you know, late, you know, up until present, we haven't really been experiencing these extended drought droughts, you know, more consistently. Well, that's changing. Right now, we have a lot of people are living up here, and we are living in an extended drought, and that's a recipe for groundwater level declines. Okay. Groundwater level declines, that means for each of us that your groundwater pumping rates are going to start going down. You won't be pumping so much water as those fractures that have historically provided you with water begin to empty out. That's, the, that's what happens. The adaptation that I'm suggesting for everyone regarding groundwater is to start really understanding how your water use is impacting the water levels in your well. There is a connection. The one thing that all of us can control is ourselves, right? I think that's, we've heard that in many other uh, venues. Well, we can make adjustments and we can avoid many of these more catastrophic consequences of a drying well if we do just that, if we, if we start understanding how our water and our use impact one another. Now, not just groundwater even is an issue, but there's another consequence of drought that is also causing us to change our behaviors, and that's wildfires windblown wildfires. And uh, we're experiencing those right now. And we're going to be experiencing a lot of unhealthy smoky days. Speaking of smoky days, um, how does all this smoke, uh, uh, how does that affect the weather? You know, that's a really good question, Paul. In fact, you're starting to ask questions like a scientist now. <laughs> there, There is a new study. It's amazing that you you figured that one out. It's, there's a new study that's found that tiny particles found in wildfire smoke actually affect the way droplets form in clouds. And this can result in less rain, which makes everything a, a lot worse. In fact, that influence, say of California experiencing this, will cause this drier air mass to move east and affect force in the eastern parts of our country too. So this is very significant. When you have fires, uh, also, the ash, which is now in the ground, has an effect on water quality as well as uh, water runoff. Then you have the scorched soil. All that, all those changed conditions as a result of the fire can cause aquifers to not receive water and also contribute to more landslides. It's really a Pandora's box as to what can happen after a fire. And we really need to adapt. And I really I'd like to talk more about the adaptation ideas the next time we meet. Steve, um, thank you so much and look forward to our next chat in a couple of weeks. Managing groundwater is Steve Baker's career and passion, and that has led him into working on all water sources and supplies. This has been another conversation with KVMR's water guy, Steve Baker. You can email him with your questions at stevebaker at operationunite.co.